Airtight, yeah, airtight. That argument is airtight, airtight, airtight. Trade the colors, what up, baby? Jail. Hey, the gospel's going out Let's to jail. Let me get that stuff. Living that whole thing, I gotta get that first. Picking up the microphone and giving you that lyrical, biblical, biblical rhetoric in that bird. Oh, hey, guys, end up coming strong and playing, bruh. Super serious about the glory of the Lord. We living in something ready to give it to your life. What you think we in Bible college, bro? Studying for hours, bro. Bending up all kind of dough. Ain't that trying to be no scholars? No, what I know, my God, and get these streets. Break it down and stretch it. We get fire, laboring, we're laboring. What good is the olive So your university. Professors making like the Everybody nodding head, my dirt is barely taking it. Special call me out, talking about how you deny the truth. Now I gotta arrive as They say it's wrong, just say someone's wrong. But that statement got contradictions all on its own. They arguments we turn down. This ain't judgment, I am not a judge. I communicate what to do. Tear it down, ay. We gon' break it down, bring them out, bring them out Ay, We can do this now, do it, it now that exalts itself against the God of knowledge yeah. Demolish it, I gotta take it down We gon' break it down, bring them out, bring them out Ay, We can do this now, do it, it now that exalts itself against the God of knowledge Demolish it, I gotta take it down It feel like daily you got haters coming up to you Trying to debunk your view, punk you with scientific proof See, I've been backed in the corners trying to figure out what to do I know who I believe in, homie, I ain't scared of none of you See, they ain't take religion from out of the public school No, they just took Christ and replaced them with Darwin and some other dude Now we all exist cause lightning when they struck a pool Now be God was the cause, be like the Huxtable Come at you every week. Check us out at blogtalkradio.com slash shield squad, uh, shield squad radio. Just search for us there in blog talk. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We are also on Stitcher 
And uh, I don't know if it went through. Somebody tell me if we're in the Google store, man, the Google Play store. I don't know. They was giving us some problems. We're also in Tuned In as well. So lots of ways to catch the show. And, of course, sometimes we upload these shows to YouTube afterwards. Hey, if you're part of Shield Squad and you are listening, please hit one because I want to talk to you as well. If you're a Shield Squad, make sure you hit one. I want to make sure I talk to you because I don't know everybody's numbers, you know, by heart. And so I'm going to get to you guys first. And then uh, if you do want to call in later on, I will open the phone lines. Right now I'm not opening them up, but later on I will. And so with that, let me uh, let me see who I got first here on Shield Squad Radio as we bring it in tonight. 412, 412, you're live on the air, Shield Squad Radio. Welcome. What's up? What's going on, everybody? And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, really? Already? Yeah, I know. I'm 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 doing agitation propaganda tonight. So oh, yeah, right, I, right, I right. wish everybody a, a happy, happy Thanksgiving. You know, and uh, hopefully maybe this will uh you know pull in some callers. So other than that, right. um you know I cannot wait to to hear who is the you know the new uh, member. And other than that, you know that's pretty much it. Hey, oh, so oh, oh is... you know what? Uh, one more thing. One more thing too. Yeah. Um. Just about 10, 15 minutes ago, I actually uploaded a, a pretty funny little run-in uh, that I did uh, two nights ago. I think last night or two nights ago with the IUIC radio. Um, I think it was in the Atlanta region. And uh, at first, Brother Jay had actually called on the show. And so when I seen that, I was like, oh, all right, well, let me go ahead and call on the show. So I uploaded the 25-minute video clip. All I have to say is go to my channel, S-S-O-R-E-A-L. Um, click and laugh. That's all I gotta say. Um, I could have did a lot more with it, but it's it's pretty interesting to hear. Uh, they they really do need to step up their game. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> and some of you guys know, hopefully everybody knows. So real, of course, is one of the foundational cornerstone members of Shield Squad. Man, you was on a uh, blog talk radio recently with Shao Showtime. Man, tell everyone real quick who did not hear a quick update. What were you doing on there? How'd that go? Because you were on there two nights this week, man. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty uh, it was a pretty heavy week so far. Um, you know, I was actually um, wrapping up doing uh, something that I, I do every year throughout October. Um, it's a production that my church runs, and it's called Hellway to Heaven. Uh, it's pretty much like a a Christian version of how people do like haunted house walkthroughs, but it, it really does have. A, a ministry twist to it, really powerful. And so uh, when of I was basically wrapping Jesus. up, doing my part. Everybody should know the black <laughs> Jesus right here in the house. You're the real black oh, Jesus Oh, man. Minister. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you know, even some people from the Shield Squad Fellowship ended up coming. Ain't that something? Um, but anyway, yeah, so I was uh, basically wrapping up my part when, you know, I had to call in at the radio at the same time. That's the reason why part one took an hour and a half for us to go ahead and start going through the audio footage. Basically, it was, you know, just a woman that uh, pretty much had a uh, her husband uh, run into the IUIC. And, you know, there was a lot of friction, so much friction that uh, she had decided to do something about it. Because she wanted to see if she could actually prevent others from going through what she's gone through. And so there was a Bible study incident that, you know, she decided to record. And um, 
you know, the officer had made many contradictions. Now, that's all I'm going to say. You should definitely listen to it for yourself. I'll give you just one contradiction. He said that he was not there to split up any marriage. That's not what IUIC does. However, if you look at all the scriptures that he went through, it was basically him trying to justify reasons why uh, the husband should put away his wife, which just goes to show, um, you know, that they are really, uh, they're really insecure about what they say that they're, you know, not going to do because really they have another agenda. And so part one, that's what it was about, contradictions. Part two, um, that aired on Wednesday, and that was basically about uh, the doctrine. Is it really true that you go ahead and put people away and, and divorce people because they don't believe Jesus is black or they don't keep the commandments? Well, I proved that to be false, when, especially when we went to, you know, 1 Corinthians 7, where it says, hey, you know what? If that person, even though they're an unbeliever in, in whatever capacity, if they're pleased to dwell with you, let him not put her away. Right. So that, didn't want to touch that. I don't, don't, don't want to give away the whole, you know what I'm saying, the whole, the yeah, whole yeah. joint right, th- right here, so real. But two shows in a row called She Speaks Out, so real, headed up. We got some real life, you know, audio clips of these. IUIC officers, and they're basically in there trying to say, hey, you know, I don't care if you believe this or not. It'd be nice if you do, but uh, even if you don't believe it, woman, you need to go ahead and do it, and that way we can still live together. And if you don't, then divorce is in order. I mean, that's just kind of the exactly. short version, and you guys are going back and forth with them, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, you and LeBron put it down. I'm glad Cherry was involved. Cherry, uh, Cherry's supposed to be calling in. Hey, Cherry, when you call in, be sure to hit one, please, because I'd like to talk to you as well. Now, see, what you just said, So Real, was exactly why Shield Squad, one of the reasons, does what it does. Defend and protect, just like the introduction says, defend and protect. And one of the things we do, and this is where you and Cherry especially uh, specialize in, is to defend and protect the victims of bad doctrine. So Most uh, definitely. I mean, you want to say something real quick about Shield Squad's mission and – we haven't given away who the newest member is yet. We're trying to build it up a little bit, but why do we need more people? You know, why are we doing it like this? And and just kind of say a little something about that before we introduce the newest member to Shield Squad. Well, you know, the way I see it is, you know, you have a shield. Now, a shield can protect your forearm, or it can protect your entire uh, your entire chest. Or matter of fact, they can get so big that they can actually protect your entire body. And when we have Corinthians chapter 12 talking about the body of Christ, that is what, you know, to me personally, what a shield looks like. A shield protects the body. A shield protects the church. The church is, you know, Christ's bride. And also it's the body of Christ. So, you know, with, with that respect, the more people that we we have, you know, adding to us, um, you know, especially depending on where they live, uh, that shield increases, you know, it broadens, right? And it also gets more thick and fortified based on the things that the person brings to the shield, you know. Uh, there are certain things that, that you know, uh, people can protect that I may not be that good in protecting because I don't, no, all like things like that. 
So, yes, it, it gets wider by how many people end up joining us, you know, to the point where, hey, you know what, there could be so many clusters of individuals from a certain state that join us, perhaps they could actually start their own branch. Shield Squad, you know, Atlanta branch. Shield Squad, California branch. Shield Squad, Nebraska branch. There's a lot of uh, possibilities that I would love to see um, flower forth and bring much fruit. So that's the way that I pretty much see that shield. And like I said, the backgrounds that people come from, you know, will definitely add to the variety of how and what we protect. Um, so if I could just wrap no doubt, it up no in, in that, you know, respect, that's uh, that's shield. And to that, to that end, you know, we try to stay uh, busy with it. So I just mentioned some some things that's so real and Sister Cherry and LeBron had, had been working on, you know, with Ange over there on our South Showtime show. We'll also, uh, you know, I've had some announcements uh, recently, such as you guys should know about the new book, which I put out, which is a primer and introduction to uh, this this thing called Hebrew Israelism, especially the One West variety. The book is called Barack Obama versus the Black Hebrew Israelites, and as of today, you can buy it on Kindle. So it is now on Amazon. You can go on Amazon. It's got prime shipping. It ain't really that much, and if you buy the book, the Kindle version uh, actually is real cheap. Then it only is like two ninety nine if you buy it as an add on to it, so you can have it digital and physical. You know, get it, support it, pass it around, give it to other people. Um, uh, so that's one way. Of course, I like when people go to thebookpatch.com. There, the it's a different format. It's not a Kindle format; it's a PDF format, and the book patch uh, does pay her better royalties than Amazon. But nonetheless, there's two ways to order it now and different varieties of formats that you can have it. That's one thing. And then another thing is tomorrow – now, everybody in Shield Squad told me I shouldn't do this, okay? So, so real, you're probably going to roll your eyes <laughs> when I tell you what I'm doing tomorrow. But I just couldn't help it. Black Jesus Minister challenged me to a debate. Oh, no. So no, no, no. Night, oh, my gosh. And <laughs> tomorrow night <laughs> – I'm going to be debating them on uh, are both black Jesus and white Jesus distortions. And I know people have different answers. You know what? That's it. I'm I'm um, I'm getting my popcorn, you know. Um, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about that. So how you Why think you that's going to debate go? him? Just, I, man, I think it's going like... to – You know what? Study, man. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll tell you what. It will get his views up. I know that. Um, I know that basically you're just a a Hebrew magnet, so I know that the call-ins will probably be, you know, burning the wires off the cords or something. But <laughs> I mean, I just wish that Black Jesus Minister wouldn't, you know, clown around so much when he ends up going in on people, and then hey, when he, you know, you. pretty much gets a little serious, uh, yeah, it's like he stays on one one topic. You know, he doesn't go into all the yeah. other uh, related verses that could go into things. And that was my experience of, of, of debating him when we went yeah, and debated the Trinity. You know, I and, and that's why I'm like. To be on larger issues uh, like who Jesus was uh, about his deity and stuff. Because he doesn't believe he's God. He believes he's, quote, just son of God. But he but, but would see, not. He, he's not going to take it. it there. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, you're, you're, you're going to have a real. Uh, a real gift to to, to move him. I past, know. Uh, I, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but uh, we'll see. This guy be with you, and and that's all I gotta say about that. So that's that's tomorrow though. That's tomorrow, uh, nine o'clock on his channel on Blog Talk Radio as well, and so that'll be interesting. 
And uh, if you want to, hopefully people can still get some edification that we talk about black Jesus, white Jesus, are they distortions? Now we know that So Real plays black Jesus in a play, but that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> and so it'll be interesting to see. But I told him, man, because we were trying to set up a debate, he's like, well, vocab, this could be a teaching moment for you. And I was like, brother, I'm not here to sit at your feet and be lectured and learn. Like, you know, like you're my dad, daddy. He's like, oh, really? So if you're not, if you're not going to sit at my feet and learn, then you're going to get stepped on by my feet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He would say uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, for real. But uh, what you may uh, – just so everyone knows, we're just – we're taking – we're doing this a little bit to catch you up to speed what's going on and to build up some momentum because I want a couple more people to call in, a couple more Shield Squad people going to call in. Don't worry, we're gonna to get to everybody. We're gonna make this announcement. So, I'm uh, last thing, and you you probably this will cause more friction, but it, it's fun, man. Since it's the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, brother, so real, your favorite time of the of the year. I'm gonna be talking with a brother, Chris K. W. Williams, and we're gonna teach them what is Reformed theology, because the Hebrews are like, <clears throat> now you may, I know you're not Reformed, and we know that, but but it seems like it's all good. Know, I got love know, for y'all. It's all good. And we are cool, you know, but it seems like they should at least know what it is because they don't even know what it yeah. is. So our job is just basically to explain it to them because they kind of think every Christian's a Pentecostal or a Baptist, basically. And so we're just going to kind of say, well, just be aware that there's other perspectives, and that's all we're doing. So that's what's going on. And so that actually is going to take place uh, later on on YouTube on a Google Hangout with Chris K. W. Williams on his channel. So there's a lot going on this weekend. But let me ask you one more question before we bring on our special guest, So Real. Don't give away the name or nothing like that, but why are you glad to have this new member? What can you say about this new member of Shield Squad without necessarily giving away stuff? What could you uh, say uh, about him, you know, uh, to just kind of why why you're happy about this? You know what I'm saying? Just a little something. Um, one thing that I'm definitely looking forward to with him is that uh, he has this good balance of, you know, biblical understanding with his personal experiences. With all the hangouts that I've been in, um, I've just noticed that even when there were uh, two or three occasions when we, you know, talk to certain Israelites, I noticed that he does bring in his personal experience along with the scriptures that he uses. Right, And it, it pretty much just leaves you speechless because, you know, when people talk to me, I I break down like, okay, what it means, you know, and how other whole chapters have to do with, you know, these few bit of verses that these person's talking about. But the person that I'm going to, we're, we're going to bring on tonight, like I said, he, he puts in his personal experience of what he has been taught about those scriptures and why it doesn't make sense. And also his personal uh, views behind why he would push certain scriptures and things. And, you know, just listening to the speechlessness of when, when he would, uh, of other people, when, when he would say those things, it was almost as if he was reading their mind where the person was saying like, well, dang, man, I, he got me. That's the reason why I like that scripture too. You can't, it's, it's very hard to argue with people's experiences it just is because when they start matching yours and it's the same reason why you end up flocking to them or it's the same thing that you were taught about them uh it, it's hard like what do you say to that and i remember in in a certain hangout when that actually happened 
And the person, you know, went on to other little subjects and things. But that's one thing that I definitely did like about him, especially, um, you know, his um, very intelligent spirit, very patient. Um, so, yeah, he definitely does have a lot to uh, – a lot to bring to the squad, and and I'm looking forward to uh, having them on. If it sounds like a uh, lot's in the background, it's because I'm on a bus. That's so good, man. Well, let me do this, brother. Let me um. Let me get ready to bring him on. Here's what I'm gonna do, everybody. I'm gonna play something first, and then we're gonna do this. Okay, here's how it's gonna work. Um, I wanna play uh, a clip from this brother we're about to bring on, so you get to hear him. Before you get to meet him. And this is the last thing I do. And after this, we really are going to actually talk to him. I just wanted to have a little bit of build-up. That's all. Uh, we're going to play a clip from one of his YouTube videos. And uh, I think he does an excellent job in this explaining uh, issues about the dietary laws, which is a big issue there, of course, as, as you all know, with Hebrew Israelites. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this from his YouTube channel. And you can get a taste of the type of stuff he does, and then we're going to bring the brother up. Are you all ready? All right, just take a taste of this. This is real nice, and this is the brothers joining S.H.I.E.L.D. squad. The dietary law. The dietary portion of the law, should I say. Because nowhere in the Bible does it say the word dietary law. But this is the dietary portion of the law that God gave us, or God gave the children of Israel, rather, uh, that the things that they should and should not eat. Now, Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 34 or so, you have the Lord dictating the animals that are clean to eat and the animals that are unclean to eat. He also gives you specific characteristics so that you would be able to tell which animals are clean and not clean. Now, a Hebrew Israelite, which is a part of the religion I used to be a part of, would come up to you and tell you, hey, listen, you need to keep the dietary law. You can't eat pork. Leviticus chapter 11 and verse 7, right? Famous scripture. Now, what they have failed to mention to you is verse 35. And verse 35 isn't mentioned because it kind of holds them accountable to keeping the law also. And here's what I mean. In Leviticus chapter 11 and verse 35, it dictates that the, anything that touches the unclean, well, anything that touches clean animals, any animal <laughs> that is unclean that touches a clean animal or the stove or the vessels or the pots or anything, it comes into contact in any way it is considered unclean. And if you take that to its logical conclusion, this means that if you go to a diner and you order something like fried eggs and you understand that on that same stove they're cooking bacon, those eggs have just become as unclean as the bacon. And if you eat it, you just broke the dietary portion of the law. Or if you go to a supermarket you know that they're not keeping the dietary portion of the law according to Leviticus chapter 11, which means that if somebody's walking around with a bag of pork or, or anything like that and it comes into contact, it touches the stove, the oven, the rail, or anything that any other clean animal is laying upon, all of that has just become unclean. And since you can't dictate that, that means you need to make sure that if you're going to tell somebody to keep the dietary portion of the law, you have to keep it to its full extent which means you have to have your own farms, your own system of making sure that everything that you touch and everything that you eat is clean according to Leviticus chapter 11. Now, since you are not doing that, you are not at liberty to tell anybody to keep the dietary law. Simple as that. So if you have any questions or comments, place them in the comment section below, or you can email me directly 
at servantsofchristministries at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, God bless. Right on. That is the brother who? Servant of Christ Ministries. Servant of Christ Ministries. He goes by another name. And so with that, I introduce to you the newest member of, that's a drum roll, everybody, Shield Squad crew and the Shield Squad Apologetics, Servant of Christ Ministries, Jordan Ortiz. That's the clapping in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> hey, man, welcome to Shield Squad Radio, and welcome to Shield Squad Apologetics crew, Jordan Ortiz. How you doing tonight, man? Man, I am doing fantastic, guys. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, playing the video and introducing me in that fun manner. <laughs> you probably thought you was never going to actually get on the radio. You are just going to talk about other stuff the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> nah, man, but for real, I want to, you know, just have a little bit of, you know, Little, little bit of build up, you know. That's all. That's all. But uh, let me bring up, back up, brother. So real, hey, brother, so real. Uh, hopefully you're not too noisy out there, in Pittsburgh. You're talking to the newest member of Shield Squad, Jordan Ortiz, serving the Christ Ministries. What's up, so real? No, no doubt, no doubt, man. I tell you, you know, with, with, with that little bit of a uh, sermon insight, man, I, I'm ready to reward you with just some rotisserie fried chicken, you know. <laughs> welcome, bro. Welcome to the squad. <laughs> Because he, he knows how we be talking in the back chat, you know, on the field, yeah. Shield Squad Fellowship. There's six or seven of us, and there's me, J-Man, and all the rest of us. And we be, you know, got food up there, fried chicken and beef and ham and all kind of crazy things. You know, got the whole, uh, you know, holiday spirit going on. You know, I know I'm I'm, I'm going to get down on this last Thursday of the month. I'm going to get – my, my get down going to get down, man. So, but anyway – Congrats, bro. You know, welcome to the squad. Um, I'm I'm just glad for, you know, you to definitely um, just grace us, man, with, you know, the wisdom that the Lord is definitely giving you. Um, I'm still digging into, um, you know, a lot of the videos that you have. You know, of course, I'm just busy with a, a few other things. And so, you know, that's the reason why I'm really dug in, uh, you know, the, the videos like I should have. But you do definitely carry a wealth of knowledge, man. And, you know, every time you speak, you know, there's just something that's really just uh, very soothing and intaking about how you, you know, you impart the information, man. I can really see how, you know, you really do use the gift that the Spirit of God has given you, you know, when you definitely give, you know, the information and the wisdom that you give with the Scriptures, man. So I just want to say, man, I, I enjoy your voice, man. I enjoy your your, your, your presence, Um you know, every time that you teach, uh, and I know that you've done uh, a little bit of things on, on Sister Cherry's channel a bit, uh, and, and that is a channel that I don't think, you know, well, well there are people that's tuning into it a lot more, you know, it's starting to get into the two and three hundreds now, but did you kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, some of the things that, you know, you kind of chimed in on with, with Sister Cherry, some of the stuff you guys been talking about? Yeah, um, well, I know some of the things we were talking about was uh, basically marriage. That was probably the latest one, and we were talking about how a man cannot put away his wife for any unjust cause. And it's interesting that you had a debate. Uh, well, yeah, you had a conversation about what, the, the last two nights, and I actually listened to part part of the first one and part of the second one. <laughs> Don't ask me why I just did parts, but I was in between uh, working with patients, and I was listening, and it's it's mind-blowing to see how an individual can take a scripture and ignore it 
and go to a oh, separate yeah. scripture and just totally go into left field versus dealing with the scripture at hand. And I believe mm-hmm. that it has to do a lot with the deception, the script, because once you come off their script, they can't conversate. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the narrative that they have to stick to when, you know, giving the scriptures that they've been given, uh, it, it just does not work. You know, when you, when you have things like Sirach and Wisdom of Solomon and you, you make a claim that, well, this, this does harmonize with the teachings of Jesus on divorce, but when I ask you, can you demonstrate that, you go to another verse. You don't want to go to the verses that you just used to demonstrate that. You know, uh, even with um, even today when I uploaded my video with the IUIC, um, you know, I did ask him, can, can you show me how in Hebrews 9 that you could be still saved and cursed? And what they did was they went to Acts chapter 13, verse 38. That had nothing to do with Hebrews 9. You know, all it said was, well, you know, you're justified uh, without the law of Moses. So it made a point that, you know, that Christians ought to make. And so I was confused as to why they went there. And if you look at the video, you can see that those brothers was, you know, when they read that, someone must have gave them a wrong scripture. They didn't know what to do. They tried to read the idolatry question into it. It was just bad. You know, because they were saying that, well, we do need to keep the laws, but yet, you know, we're justified without the laws of Moses. So we need to keep laws that don't justify us before God. Do you see that? <laughs> you know, like it, it was yeah. it was hilarious. So there's so many um, there's so many issues with, you know, when you don't learn scripture, and instead you just learn precepts. Or when and you just worse grab than that, that is, yeah. Like when you learn uh, yeah. it from a parrot packet, you know, I mean a precept packet, like when you learn it from the parrot packet, <laughs> I mean the precept, you know what I'm saying, like you, it creates problems. Now, Jordan, you said you were with a patient. Sometimes you do work with people oh, who, man. you know, might be considered like, you know, having mental health challenges and stuff, right, in your day job? Well, yeah, they have um, physical and cognitive you, deficits. Right. Do you think that training has helped you deal with Hebrew Israelites better? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I, could I, saw you go, I saw you going in that direction with the question. I was like, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I could not help it. I'm so sorry. That's going to that's gonna haunt me forever. I just couldn't pass it up. <laughs> Guys, it's all in good fun. I promise you. But on the real, uh, you know, jo- uh, Jordan, Brother So Real is over here talking about Thanksgiving. Now, you're Dominican. So do you want to think what, – what, what's extra? Because I know here in Phoenix, right, if you're Chicano – yeah, you have that traditional American Thanksgiving, but you also basically have a totally second additional Thanksgiving with enchiladas and tamales and everything else. What about what's standard practice? You know what I'm saying? Oh, How man. DR style. <laughs> man, it's just more food. That's it. That's the only thing. It's just, you know, just the Spanish culture food. You got platanos maduro and you got um, rice and beans and all that good stuff, man. But I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember in my family doing anything much different from the uh, standard American celebration of Thanksgiving. You man, ever that burn up? my tongue up, man. I'll take hey. all the Latin Southern stuff that you got. <laughs> you Light it up, that, um, for real. That SNL skit with uh, David Ortiz, you know, Big Poppy, you know, he's Dominican. 
and he just talks. It, it's not really him. It's a you know an actor, but he's he's just talked about Dominican food the whole time. Have you ever seen that? Oh man, you, if you ain't seen it, you gotta see it. Yeah, it's hilarious because he names all the food, and the way he does it is just like, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's funny. But anyways, man, <laughs> looks like we got uh, another member here of a Shield Squad, and I want to make sure oh, we Shield Squad folks. Now we are gonna ask oh. you, uh, brother, you know Jordan, more serious questions, and we're gonna ask you about your story and all that. But first, I want to bring up another member of Shield Squad. I believe this is. Big LeBron G Consciousness, welcome to Shield Squad Radio. Big What's growth. going on? Peace and blessings to the family out there. What's going on? Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, LeBron, you on with Jordan. That's, that's who's on right now. What's going on, Vocab? What's up, Jordan? What's going on, Surreal? I hear y'all, man. Shield Squad in the building. What's going on, yeah, man, bro? What's good with you, man? Now, check yeah. it out. Man, you know. Leron, why did we want to put this brother on? Why do, why do you want to work with this guy? You know, we got Jordan serving the Christ Ministries. Everyone needs to go check out his YouTube channel right now. Just go to YouTube.com, and uh, if you just even search serving the Christ Ministries, and that's, that's the name of the YouTube channel, you'll see some great videos, man, real professional, real nice, real short, too. I mean, there's some great stuff. But tell me, you know, why do you want to work with him? Because right away when I asked you, you were like, yeah, you already said yes. You already knew. How come? Yeah, I had uh, seen his uh, interview with um, with uh, Sister Cherry, you know what I'm saying? I was there, I was silent, but I was listening to the brother, and, uh, you know, when I listened to him, I listened to his testimony, and I was able to also go back and check out some of his content on his videos, and I was like, this brother, uh, you know, seemed like, you know, he's a, a, a good guy and also uh, a great apologist. And so when I seen the work that he was doing, you know, I was like, you know, uh, he's definitely professional with it. You know, um, he's a great speaker just as well, you know, and uh, I was like, man, this dude, he on point with it. And so I got a chance to talk with him just as well, you know, uh, personally, uh, probably some weeks uh, weeks ago. And uh, I asked him, what did he think about coming on and joining? We had a discussion about him already. And so that's how that came about. And so I definitely uh, see that the work the brother is doing. And, you know, he came out of uh, the very one of the very camps, you know, that we uh, go go against. As well as myself coming up out of, so I see uh, uh, the brother's real genuine, you know, with how he carry himself. Right on. Well, hey, LeBron, since I know you're going through the the rough spots as you're driving and you might drop off later, I was going to kind of hand over the mic to you to make sure you had that chance to kind of just interview the brother because I know you said you had some questions and some things you just wanted to roll to ask him about. So, man, as long as you got a good signal, man, the floor is yours to just talk to this brother, man, and introduce everybody. Uh, to, to, you know, Jordan Ortiz, Serving the Christ Ministries. So, Leron, if you got something, man, it's all you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, basically, vocab, <laughs> you know, you you better at it than me. But, uh, yeah, I definitely take crack at it. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be going through these hills in a minute. Uh, I'm up here, but uh, I'll definitely, you know, uh, ask the brother a couple of questions. Um, I know that, um, Jordan, can you tell us a little bit, you know, about your position that you had uh, over there with the camp that you was with and what camp that you was actually with? Well, when I started, I was, it was in New York. I was about, what, 15 years old, and I was introduced to it by my stepdad. Um, And it was the One West group in New York. But, you know, it split it off into so many different groups because of, you know, disagreements or, you know, brothers decide they want to start their own camp. And I ended up being with a camp uh, known as the BOCC, the Body of Christ Church, quote-unquote. 
and they're currently in Atlanta. Uh, they're more of a moderate group, and so it just stemmed off from a bunch of um, splits. And so it's just one of those that just kind of split off into left field and kind of went moderate in a sense. So that's kind of like where I derive. You can even see their website and everything. I'm not going to promote their stuff, but, you know, if you just look back, I guess what I said, the BOCC, um, you'll find them and you'll find a couple of their videos. So you can kind of see, you know, where I came from. Now, my position was I didn't have a leadership position per se. I was just a student in a sense of uh, at the church. And so I wasn't an elder or a deacon or anything like that. Okay. Now the, um, what do you think about Deuteronomy 28? Did that, uh, when you, when you read that, how did you feel about that? Was that introduced to you by anybody? That was introduced to me by the uh, Hebrew Israelites. Um, before I even knew or even read the Bible, that's what was introduced saying that, you know, it came from, you know, slavery, the transatlantic slave trade, so forth and so on. And so that was introduced to me when I was probably, man, I would say 18, maybe 18, 19, uh, that's when I started really understanding what they were teaching. I didn't understand it correctly, but I understood what they were teaching, and I kind of held on to that, uh, thinking that that was the truth. Right. How how did you feel? How did it make you feel about um, the Africans? You know, did they? Because uh, I'm pretty sure that they tell you that the Africans uh, sold you into slavery, and you you were yeah. an Israelite. Uh, how, how did you feel about that? I mean, when I was taught that, I thought it was actual history. So I was like, man, I didn't know that. You know, I was just kind of uh, lamb blasted by it. I was like, man, that's incredible. And then they started saying, oh, well, you know, you Puerto Rican. Your father's Puerto Rican. Your mother's Dominican. You know, Puerto Rico, that's why it's called the rich port because that's where slaves were sold and so forth and so on. And so that's kind of like I looked at it like, okay, now I know a, a solid piece of history. Not really true, but that's how I thought at the moment. And I was like, okay. Um, I guess I know who I am, and according to them, I was of the tribe of Ephraim because that's what my father is. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of <laughs> yeah. So uh, e- even though there, there's a um, somewhat of, of truth to where we know that uh, the Africans sold other tribes within those areas, you know, unto um, uh, um, unto the slave. Uh, slave uh, masters or those people who was in the Atlantic slave trade, you know, so we do definitely, you know, acknowledge that. But, uh, you know, what did you think about, you know, the issue of um, your, um, you know, you were sold to this area. I mean, uh, everybody who was on the slave ships was Israelites. Do you believe in that? Do you, you know, is, is that, is that logical or what do you think about? Um, After studying the scriptures, it's, completely illogical. I'm, I'm one that holds the position that that was fulfilled in Babylon, uh, you know, with King Nebuchadnezzar, not uh, with uh, America and the slave trade and all that uh, now. So that's my position I hold. But when I was in there, I thought it made complete sense. All right. Did they, did they teach you uh, about the serpent seeds doctrine? Have you ever heard of that before, about the serpent and Eve? No, I wasn't taught that portion. Okay, well, that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, a little bit about the serpent seeds doctrine. <laughs> up, up. Looks like he oh, is um, dropping out. Hey, you oh, dropped man. out a, a little bit there. Uh, if you get a strong signal again, man, just say something, and we'll bring you back. So, yo, man, um, we're talking a little bit about kind of your experience, and we're 
seeing some of the differences between BOCC and some of the other groups. Now, just so everybody knows, this is not GOCC, but it's rather BOCC, as in beta, not as in gamma. So when we talk about BOCC, it's down there where you stay in Atlanta, and uh, also that's where Sister Raquel is at as well. And uh, she's part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Squad. And, you know, you came out of it. Now you're doing apologetics, you know, so now you're not just, I don't know, a normal everyday old whatever Christian. I mean, what made you want to say, <laughs> let me just let me just like also serve the body in this way by putting out these videos, by, you know, studying, by doing wh- – how did that occur where you went from not only just being, you know, this member of this group and not transi- not just transitioning to, uh, you know – have, being a born born again Christian and having that that regeneration by God's grace, but you also engage in apologetics. How did that occur? Um, it, it came from a, I guess a, a cry of the heart in a sense because when I left that church, I felt like my whole life was over. I was basically waiting right. for God to just kill me. So that was wow. my mindset. You know but, what? Hold um, on, man. As, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it, you have no idea. Maybe you do have an idea. How many people when they come out of this thing say? I wanted to just die. I, I, I sometimes I even struggle with thoughts of suicide, and like, and you know, you're saying like I was almost waiting on God just to smash, smash me down right then. It's just, it's just so, it's wild, man. Like a lot of people say that. Yeah, because if if you think about it from their perspective, um, or at least I'll speak from my perspective, the um, what happens is you get really close to all of these individuals. These are your family and friends, and this is everybody mm-hmm. that you know and that you're close to. The second that you're no longer part of them and they shun you and ignore you, you have nobody in your life. So same so, thing is you know, that's, that's the same thing the other folks said is what you just said. Now, um, so you had some close friends in there. Now, what's been the reaction since you've come out in your relationships and uh, you don't have to get too personal or detailed. It's up to you. But what is it like now? People know, you know, what are they saying to you? What's it been like over this journey in relationship to the folks from the school back in the day? Now, how is it now, though? Uh, there is no relationship. Uh, um, currently, right now, I have the opportunity of uh, kind of dialoguing with my brother-in-law, who's married to my sister, who's currently in the uh, the religion. And, you know, I have the ability or the opportunity to dialogue with him through email. Um, But other than that, there has been no communication. Like, for example, I haven't had a relationship with my mother for 13 years. Um, So that's part, that's part of, uh, that's one of the things that's come up about it. Uh, I have a nephew and a niece I've never met. Um, Last time I left my sisters, they were in diapers. Now they're 15, 16 years old, approximately. Um, and it's weird because I forgot their birthdays. That's how long it's been. Like I don't know when their birthday is exactly. Um, so that's kind of that's rough to deal with. And there's nights where I kind of sit up and I'm like, man, I really miss my mom. And I sometimes forget what she sounds like. But oh, you know, man. oh man, yeah, just like like I tell everybody, I say, you know what? But because of what I know now about Christ, I would endure that pain for the rest of my life. And even if I never have a relationship with her. Because I have Jesus Christ and because I know him truthfully, all the pain is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Right. So, 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 can you guys hear me? Yeah, go ahead. You sound yeah. good now. Yeah, so, so, um, you, now, I don't know if I came in pretty late. You already talked about the experience, uh, you know, uh, 
did you talk about your mother and those things and what took place and what happened in, in the beginning of of those things? I don't know. If, um, no, no, no. I kind of I just basically covered like what what the relationship is like now. Okay, if, so if you maybe can, because a, I think that yeah, go ahead. yeah. That's no. I was gonna agree. I was gonna say that's a good time, but let me read something as a transition. And, and I want to read this, Leron. I want to read this, Jordan, because the Hebrew Israelites twist this. Remember when we first met Brother Marcus, who came out of IUIC, Virginia? He said they would use this verse, and also I think there's a corollary there in Matthew, to kind of like get people to be okay with abandoning their family and all this. But that's a misuse of the verse. The truth of it is not to cut people off once you, quote, get in the truth. The truth is that as a person really receives Christ and comes into his fullness – there may be family members who, for whatever reason, cut you out of their life. The The idea is not Jesus saying, hey, if once you become a Christian, you need to uh, just act like uh, your family is not your family and they don't exist and excommunicate them and be done with them. That's not what Jesus is saying. But he is saying there may become times where, you know, as this gospel comes into a family situation that it divides it up, but you'll be blessed because of it. So I want to read this because I believe what – Brother Jordan just spoke of is the real application of this verse because you had experienced that loss as you counted Christ. It wasn't like you said, okay, uh, I'm with Jesus now. Bump y'all. Y'all's trash. That's the way the cults roll, man, and that's the pain, and that's the truthfulness of this verse and the blessing contained within the promise. Please let me read this. Mark chapter 10, verse 29. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. And I think, you know, you're hearing that. And it's not like the pain goes away, but the beauty of Jesus is that much stronger, and I just encourage people, you know, we're talking about Jordan, we're talking about his good videos, we're talking about, well, So Real is talking about his nice voice, <laughs> that's So Real, <laughs> but, you know, that's all right, but at the same time, while we're having that discussion, remember, this is a man whose whose family has had to, he's had to suffer because the effects of sin, and he's had to suffer because of uh, the gospel. Now, we're not trying to say, you know, you're a victim, and oh, poor you, I know you're not saying that, but what I'm saying to everybody is, Keep keep these folks in prayer. Keep Jordan in your prayers. Keep the men and women struggling when coming out of this thing in your prayer as they find the courage. and They don't know what it's going to do to their family, and there's anxiety holding them back. They don't know. Keep them in your prayers. Yeah, you know, sometimes we joke and tease, and I did that earlier in the show, but ultimately these are lives, and this is real stuff we're talking about. And so keep Jordan in your prayer. Keep those like him in your prayer. So I just want to say that as you transition into discussing what Brother Ron was talking about. Maybe go. We'll go for about five minutes. I'm going to play a song as we come up on this hour, and then we're going to bring up Sister Cherry on the other side. But go ahead, Brother Jordan. That was a brief intermission. The floor is yours again. Okay. So basically, would you, you want me to talk about how, how basically how I came into the Hebrew Israelite religion? Was that what you was asking, uh, Laurent? Are you here? Oh, man. Okay, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, with yeah. that. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, go yeah, ahead, Yeah, I was, uh, I was asking you about, because you brought up uh, – a situation with your mother. I don't know if you wanted to go into that a little bit. I think you talked about it a little bit uh, on uh, Sister Cherry's platform because I think we kind of catching the tail end of um, the situation of your mother and and why you haven't seen her and different things like okay. that. If you, if you want, can you go into that a little bit? 
Yeah, no problem. All right. So uh, basically what ends up happening is my mother, when I was younger, my, my mother was Catholic. We were a Catholic family. Um, as most Hispanic families begin or are, are, you know, they derive from a Catholic family. Um, but one day she took me to a witch doctor. And in the, in the Spanish community, there's a thing called Stanteria, which is a mix between Catholicism and witchcraft. So she took me to the witch doctor, and we kind of, I kind of waited my turn to, you know, get some kind of word from him. And I was probably about eight, nine at the time, really young. And my mother took me to him, and he was, he was smoking a cigar in the room. The room was filled with smoke, and I remember him saying something. I don't know what it was, but he was chanting something, and then they rubbed oil on my arms and chest, and then I kind of like I walked out the room with my mother. Now, I didn't feel any direct effects from that. I just thought it was just a weird experience. But my mother started experiencing some physical abnormalities. She kind of she started losing some of her hair. Her eyesight started to go and fade away. And I remember my mother kind of sitting on the edge of the bed one night, and I, she seemed disturbed. So I walked up to her, and I said, Mom, are you okay? And she stood up really fast. She looked me right in the face and said something in Spanish. I don't remember what it was. But I can tell that I wasn't looking into the eyes of my mother. She prayed, and as a kid, I didn't know anything about the Bible. All I knew was Jesus and, and a cross. So I started walking around the room, drawing crosses everywhere on a dusty television on the window behind her. And... um. I remember as I was drawing the cross on the window behind her, she turned around and said, what do you think that's going to do? And I knew she was possessed because as I look back on it, she kept on coming in and out of that trance. And she was like, Jordan, please help me, please help me. And then she would transition back and just start kind of saying dark things. And so that experience caused my mother to absolutely freak out. So what ends up happening is my mother tells me that she called upon God and said, God, please show me who you are. And that was her prayer, a cry of, you know, just just she wanted mercy. She was experiencing all these difficult things. So, you know, a few months down the road, she runs into my stepdad. And my stepdad is part of the Hebrew Israelites at that time in New York. And he introduced that into our family. And what ends up happening is my mother took that as an answer to her prayer. So my mother is emotionally tied to it in that sense. And so I honestly believe that if any religion would have came up to us in that moment of weakness where my mother was crying out to God, we could have easily been Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, anything. But it just so happens that it was the Hebrew-Israelite religion that came and um, uh, kind of, in a sense, answered that prayer that my mother said. And so my mother holds that uh, position, and that's why she's so strongly attached to it. She's deathly afraid. So time passes, and I... Um, we moved to Atlanta, and I'm still part of the congregation and everything, and I meet my uh, wife, uh, well, Michelle, my wife now, um, and, you know, they're telling me, you know, well, no, you can't be with her, cut her off. So I write, write her a letter gladly saying, you know, I don't want to be a part of it. Um, and so, well, let me go back a little bit. What ends up happening is I, I'm in, I introduce myself to Michelle, and me and Michelle are getting along, and we kiss. And so I think I'm going to hell now because I kissed some woman who wasn't my wife, and the church is definitely going to kick me out. So I go back to her according to the rules that they gave me, you know, cut her off, you know, just don't deal with her. So I write her a letter telling her I don't want to be with her. And she looks me straight in the face and says, I'm not going to accept this. And of course, I'm a little thrown back by that because I'm like, I just told her I didn't want to be with her. Why she wants to be with me? 
And if anybody knows my wife, she's not somebody who's a people pleaser or who begs for affection. But for some reason, I believe it was God, he put in her heart not to just let me go. So, you know, we end up kissing again, and in my heart I'm like, oh, they're definitely going to kick me out now. So I decide to leave the church um, to be with my now wife. But as I was leaving the house that day, it was early in the morning. I was trying to avoid conflict with my stepfather. I see my sisters kind of sleeping in the room next door, and I kind of go over there, and I kiss them each on the forehead, and I tell them that I love them and I'll always be there for them. And so I walk down, and my mother's awake, and I tell my mother what's going on, and she says, well, if you want to leave, go ahead. So I leave. And then I come back uh, about a day or two later to pick up the rest of my things, and my stepdad's awake this time. I'm like, man, I got to deal with this. So I tell my stepdad that I'm sorry for what happened, you know, and I, and I truly believe that God can forgive me. And he looks me right in the and, – and, and I brought him the example of David. I said, David committed murder and adultery. I said, surely the Lord can forgive me. And he looked me right in the face and said, but you're not David. And that crushed my entire spirit because I, in my head I was like, he's right. I didn't do the great works that David did. I didn't do anything that David did. So why would the Lord even consider forgiving me for such a terrible sin? So I left, and I went away completely sorrowful. And that was the beginning of my journey where I was basically waiting for the Lord to destroy me. And during that experience, I cried out to God almost with the same prayer my mother did, except I added something to it. I said, Lord, please show me who you are according to your word. And I said, if what I used to believe is true, show me through the Bible. But if what I used to believe is not true, please show me in your word. I need something to hold on to. And that began the process of me unlearning all of my old beliefs. And the Lord, the very next day started really unraveling everything I believed in. And that's kind of how the journey started. Yo, man, your girl pulled that that Amara move in Seinfeld when George Costanza was trying to break up with her. And he's like, I refuse to give up on this relationship. Uh, or, um, <laughs> he tries to break up with her, and she's like, she says, well, it's like launching missiles, George, from a submarine. Both of us have to turn the keys. And George is like, well, then I'm going to have to ask you to turn your key. And she's all, I'm sorry, George, I can't do that. <laughs> turn your key. Turn your... Anyways, okay. So uh, I, I know it's a serious story. Uh, uh, sorry, man. It's radio. It's what you do. You bring a little light moment. But there's a Seinfeld episode. He can't break up with his girlfriend. She says, I'm not convinced. He's like, I'm the only one working at this breakup. Anyways, so I'm glad that the Lord used her stubbornness, though. That That's a good That's good right there. And the whole, the whole yeah. thing is a lot of uh, tragedy involved, but there's beauty. And, you know, I believe that it was – um, you know, the Lord works, man, and and it looks like even out of all the things you could have got involved with, it was Hebrew Israelism, but it's like the Lord is preparing you for days like this, now where that's an issue, and now you're an ex-Hebrew Israelite. You're not an ex-Jehovah's Witness, you're an ex-Hebrew Israelite, and that's that's helpful in this field, in this arena. And in fact, man, with that story you just told, man, this is getting back to the serious. You know, that, that spiritual warfare is a real reality, and we got to remember that even as we talk to our brothers and sisters uh, about Hebrew Israelism, and as well when we talk to people who identify as Hebrew Israelites. That's a real reality, and uh, we need to recognize that and remember that. And with, I'm going to take our little hour break, and then when we come back, we're going to bring up Sister Cherry, and I'm going to be real glad to have her. She's going to talk to Jordan as well, the newest member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Squad. So everybody, hold on, hold on. But let me play this song by Shy Lin, because it talks exactly about what we were just discussing with this reality of spiritual warfare. And the name of this song is 
cosmic powers. See you in about four and a half minutes, everybody. So we continue on with the story of Jordan Ortiz. He's the newest member of Shield Squad Radio. Check out this song by Shylin. Yeah, there's a war going on outside, no man is safe from You can run, but you can't hide forever And most people don't even know they're in danger They've been around a long time, they know human nature Cosmic powers over this present darkness Heartless with smartness, targeting the narcissist The leader is Satan, the fowler with the snare The Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air The lowercase god of this world, a reign of terror Tempting people to make one or two major errors One is saying that he's not responsible for anything The other is saying that he's responsible for everything So one part of the church, all they do is speak on them The other part is just as bad, because they sleep on them So in light of second Corinthians 2.11 I wrote this song and I'm addressing it to the brethren Cause the devil's lurking and he's prowling in the night Seeking whom he may devour on sight He's subtle and he's clever full of malice and spite He might even come as an angel of light So how you gonna stand bro, how you gonna fight Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might How you gonna stand sis, how you gonna fight yeah, this invisible war has a lot of effects yeah. And Jews says show these dudes their proper respect They operate powerfully, it's deep fam, you gotta see The world, flesh and devil form the three-man camaraderie Satan uses the world to tempt the sinful nature The power of suggestion, that's how they infiltrate you yeah. There's no new magic, the tricks of our nemesis Old school tactics depicted in Genesis I guess if it ain't broke, then why try to fix it? If the song is a hit, you ain't gotta remix it he makes debate seem sweet, but always hides the hook. And his top priority is that we deny the book. Right. Tactic one, the Bible, keep you from reading it. And if you're reading it, he'll try to keep you from believing it. If you're believing it, he'll try to keep you from obedience or speaking it. He's got temptations for every season, kid. Satan is the tempter. He wants to abuse you. After you sin, the tempter becomes your accuser. And Christians in the public eye, here's an important principle. You become more vulnerable, the more you're visible. I mean, Come on, if Peter and David can fall, doesn't that need to be a wake-up call for us all? These powers are lethal, we're feeble, not equal, so Jesus said pray that God would deliver us from evil, cause the devil's lurking and he's prowling in the night, seeking whom he may devour on sight. He's subtle and he's clever, full of malice and spite, he might even come as an angel of light. So how you gonna stand, bro, how you gonna fight? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. How you gonna stand, sis? How you gonna fight? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Yeah, man, I really need longer than three verses. Right. The serpent's chief purpose must be to deceive churches. Yeah. He wants to keep the Christians joy and peace at a minimum. He's always standing on one side, ready to swing the pendulum. For those who minimize truth, he'll burden them with heresies. For those who emphasize truth, he'll turn them into Pharisees. One generation, he'll tempt them to be legalists. Right. The next generation, Generation, so tempt them to be heedless. One clear evidence the devil has done his business uh-huh. is when the church walks in bitterness and unforgiveness. Uh-huh. For those who pridefully act hard and tough, Satan will call you bluff. You'll end up with scars and scuffs. Uh-huh. So now that we've been convinced, how can we resist? Uh-huh. The key to this is found in Ephesians 6. 
14 through 18 and mention seven keys yeah. heavenly necessities precious remedies it must first be said uh-huh. that on the cross as jesus hurt and bled he was really crushing the serpent's head yeah. through faith his perfections ours his resurrection power yeah. will keep us from being devoured in the deadly hour jesus modeled for us how we should do war with the true sword the you can find it in luke 4 yeah. the last thing to remember jesus defeated satan so let us frequently seek the savior in secret, secret prayer because the devil's lurking and he's prowling in the night seeking whom he may devour on sight he's subtle and he's clever full of malice and spite he might even come as an angel of light so how you gonna stand bro how you gonna fight be strong in the lord and the power of his might how you gonna stand sis how you gonna fight be strong in the is Shylin with Cosmic Powers here on Shield Squad Radio. We've been talking to Shield Squad's brand new member, Jordan Ortiz, serving the Christ Ministries. Definitely you want to find him on YouTube. And it's been a great discussion so far. It looks like LeRon dropped out as he went through some of the mountains and hills and all that. But if he calls back, we'll put that brother on. We got So Real on hold. We got Sister Cherry on hold. She has not been heard from yet, but don't worry, we're going to bring her up. But uh, before I do that, Brother Jordan... Uh, any comments, you know, I, I know I kind of uh, played that song to get out of that um, hour, and so now we're on hour two, but I, before I bring up Sister Cherry, I want to see if, you know, you had anything else you wanted to say or comments uh, about what we were just discussing, Brother Jordan. Uh, yeah, um, just real quick, I, number one, my, my main goal is not to ridicule the Hebrew Israelites, although some of their behavior is uh, ridiculous, but my whole the meaning of my life uh, since I found since Christ found me is to help people understand him and to know that he loves you. And that's my whole goal is to just teach in a simple way so that you can understand so that you won't fall for deceptions or actually have to travel the road I traveled. So basically, I guess my my mission in life is to preach the gospel and keep people off the road that I was on. Hey, that's good, man. And, um, yeah, man, the brother got a good, real good, uh, you know, spirit about him, just a real good way. And, um, you know, in the beginning there, we played that song by KB called Tear It Down. And let me read this passage before I bring up Sister Cherry about Tear It Down because it directly relates to that song and what we just talked about. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4, uh, so let's start actually in uh, 3, 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And I know that is what you're trying to do, Brother Jordan. We're glad that you're on Shield Squad to help us do that, and we believe we're a better crew now that you're in it. With that, let me bring up the one who introduced me to Brother Jordan. Sister Cherry, you get a finder's fee. You were the agent. You made it happen. What's up, Sister Cherry? Welcome to Sister Squad Radio. How you doing, bro, Cap? <laughs> good. Good to hear your voice. I'm good. So, I'm good. Hi, Brother Jordan. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Cherry? So, Sister Cherry, I'm when good, you called me, you said, we got to put this brother on. What was in your spirit that made you say that? Why were you thinking that way? What was the reason you say, we got to put this brother on? Tell me your thought process. Well, um, oh, God, it's so much. Um, well, I, I discovered Brother Jordan actually a few months ago. Um, I watched one of his uh, videos, 
um, um, you know, basically telling uh, a little bit about uh, what he, you know, went through and, and explained, uh, I forgot what the title was, so forgive me, Brother Jordan, um, you know, basically why he got out of the Hebrew Israelites. And it was in black and white, you know, so it was different. And, you know, with a little splash of red in there. So I was just looking at it, and um, I was listening to his story, and I said, wow, and he was so thorough in detail, um, especially um, with the scriptures and the way he explains it, uh, with such a humble heart. And so I was just like, i got to talk to him. So um, I reached out to him um, through the comment section. And I left my email uh, for him, and it was a little while, and I said, oh, goodness, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to respond. He's not going to respond. He's probably not going to pay attention. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, one day um, he responded back to my email. I said, oh, okay, cool, that's him. Okay, cool, cool. So I'm just hurrying up, trying to respond back to him and whatnot. And, you know, because I get a lot of emails or whatever, and I, I, I wind up combining it in the uh, emails that, you know, where people reach out uh, for help, you know, regarding the people Israelites. And I'm, I'm just surfing through. Excuse the background because I'm at work. Um, but um, I'm looking, and I said, you know what, forget it. Let me just go ahead, give him my number, and I'm telling him, look, reach out to me, call me, whatever, right? So, um, like, I'm going to say maybe one or two days went by, and he still hadn't reached out to me yet, and I'm like, he's not going to call. But I said, okay, you know, be patient. And one day he called me, and I was just in that is, I was like, damn, he called. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I got him, I got him. And so, and him and I, we had, I mean, we talked about everything, I think almost everything. Um, and, I mean, we talked about the law, we talked about how they twist scriptures, we talked about, um, you know, he gave me some history on what he went through, and I'm just listening to him, just, he's got my attention all the way. And I just knew, like, the way he just goes through the scriptures in detail, I'm just like, this guy got to be on the show squad. He, he's show squad material. So I'm like, you know what? I got to get the brothers to hear him. And um, and it went from there. And I, I got you guys to, you know, hear him out. And I guess you can say, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty much what happened, and I, I just, he knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly, exactly what's going on. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. <laughs> so, that's right. Um, yeah. You guys had some oh. good interviews. So, Brother George, what oh, do you yeah. hope to do? You know, you got a lot of great, um, you know, videos like so looking forward to the future, you know, are there some specific things you have on your mind or your heart? What are maybe some of your hopes and dreams and plans and goals, you know? Uh, okay. Uh, my hopes and plans and dreams or goals is to, of course, preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I think what's needed is an actual teaching of the word of God. And that's what I love to do. I love to teach and go into detail and make it simple. Um, 
And so one, I know my plans now are – actually, I haven't even told anybody this, but I'll tell you guys this. Um, my goal is to do an entire teaching on the book of Galatians from verse 1 to the end um, and, and section by section because there's a book in the Bible that saved my life and saved my mindset on the law. And so oh, that's really? one of yeah. my goals is to do that it literally verse by verse and, you know, multiple videos, of course, not one super long 19-hour video. But, uh, you know, just go piece by piece, um, of course, you know, and do different Bible studies online through Google Hangouts and things like that. Because I think, you know, debating with the Hebrew Israelites is good because you can reach certain people. But I think what's really needed is good, solid biblical study so people can see how to study the Bible and see what it says in context so that when they do encounter individuals such as the Hebrew Israelites, the Jehovah's Witnesses, so forth and so on, different cults, um, different Christian cults, they can know what they believe. And I think that's what's absolutely vital. And so my hope is that I can be a vessel or a tool used by God to do that so people can truly know Christ and know what they believe and why. Amen. That's good. Now, uh, Sister Cherry, for people who didn't hear it, um, where can they find the interviews and discussions you've had with Brother Jordan? And, and maybe what was some of the content that was on those? Maybe even if you want to ask him to comment or make any follow-up, you know, I don't know, com uh, suggestions <laughs> or anything like that about those interviews that you did with him. Tell us a little bit about those. Uh, yeah. yeah, they can go to my channel, Cherry uh, Love. You know, that's what it's named on, on YouTube. Um, and uh, he's been on quite a few of, of my hangouts. Um, I interviewed him on a regular hangout. Um, he does tell his story. Um, so it, it, it's myself and him and a few other uh, brothers from the Shield Squad um, uh, on my channel. So that's all they have to simply do is just type in my name, Cherry Love, um, and, you know, uh, just uh, click on it. Now, which the title of it? Ah, that part you got me on. <laughs> I, I don't quite remember, but just go through it, trust me, you'll see it. But um, he's been on quite a few of of my hangouts so far, and so um, yeah, so uh, he can uh, you can definitely see Brother Jordan bringing out the scriptures, doing a thorough teaching on the scripture breakdown, and I'm telling you, it, he will not disappoint you because he's sure enough didn't disappoint me at all. And, in fact, I, I just be kicking back, looking to the corner, like what's about to come out of his mouth. And I'm talking about it will just wow you. I mean wow you because he just wows me. Um, so, yeah, and, and not to mention, you know, um, you know, I, I have no problem um, to him and asking him a question, you know, just like the rest of you guys, vocab uh, and, and Cyril, and, and he breaks it down to the, the, the simplest form where you can understand, not where it's all over your head and, you know, and then like the Hebrew Israelites, they give you one scripture that don't even match with that scripture. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> if anything, if you ask this dear brother something, He's going to give you an understanding, just like the rest of you guys do. And, hey, I, I, I got another awesome teacher. That's the way I look at it. Amen, amen. Brother Jordan, <laughs> probably the most well-known video at the Servant of Christ Ministries YouTube channel, which you're also on Twitter, Google+, and Facebook, and people should go on there and subscribe and get those notifications. 
Probably the most well-known one is titled, How Jesus Christ Saved an Ex-Hebrew Israelite. And you dropped that six months ago. And again, you know, it's only uh, it's under 10 minutes, so anybody should be able to get with that. But tell people a little bit about some of the other videos you've got on there. What are some of the kind of content that you think people might want to check out that is uh, relevant to these issues? What else would you want to point people towards as they go on YouTube and they look for Servant of Christ Ministries? What else do you want to hip us to? Well, there was one video that actually ended up getting a lot more views than uh, even that testimony video. Oh, and really? it was okay. the um, Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get on it right now so I can read the exact title. Um, one of the videos is called um, – let me see. I'm trying to pull it up now. Well, I see right, it's you. Called, can you speak things into yeah. existence, the unpardonable right. sin, the true gift of speaking in tongues, prayer of a, of a king? It looks like those do have a lot of views as well. Right, but the one – interestingly enough, the one that I actually put the least amount of effort into as far as video has the highest views, and the title is called Is God Against Interracial Marriage and Race Mixing? Oh, wow. 15,000 15, views, and it's literally just audio. And so that wow. one ended up becoming the uh, the highest one. So I was like, man, that's interesting. It seems that people are very interested in that. Or it wow. actually so, demonstrates to me that the attention that people give those kinds of videos, um, So especially now in the right. day and age. Well, hey, brother, could you give us a snapshot of what you say in that video? You know, like not the whole thing, just what would be something you'd want to say real quick? Maybe we'll make one point out of that. Okay, so you know, so like the question states, is God against interracial marriage and race mixing? So many, so many things that the Hebrew Israelites teach go into that you're only supposed to deal with your own people, the twelve tribes of Israel, black, native, Hispanic, you know, and you know, those in the Caribbean islands and so forth and so on. Um, and so they use certain scriptures to say, you see, God told them to be separate. And so what I focused on in the video was why God told them to be separate, and it had nothing to do with interracial marriage or just because they were of another nation. The purpose and the focus was because the other nations were worshiping other gods, and God did not want them to mix with them because of that reason. It was no other reason, and that was the focus of that video. You know, it's interesting. Not only that, but in Jesus Christ's genealogy, there's so-called mixed marriages. Uriah the Hittite or Bathsheba. And it's interesting, if you read Matthew, those genealogies there in chapter 1, the author Matthew doesn't highlight Rebecca. He doesn't highlight Sarah. He does highlight five women, though. And guess what? The five women he highlights, they all have some type of Gentile connection. Ruth, the Moabitess. Rahab, Canaanite. Bathsheba, who may herself been an Israelite, but was married to Uriah the Hittite. Now, obviously, Mary's in there, and she's not. Um, but uh, it's just, or they have sort of a sordid past, such as I believe, uh, I believe her name's Tamar. But it's interesting that you have Ruth mentioned specifically, and it was a rare thing back then and it's not that it never happened but it was rare especially for the Jews to mention women in the genealogies but there he highlights and it doesn't just say Bathsheba it says David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah notice that and who is Uriah mm -hmm. he's a Hittite so it's right there and that's that's an interesting one because that's even on the father's side 
So, you know, if they would have been around back then, it seems like they would have had to say Solomon was not an Israelite. Now, I know, you know, right. their answer, which is not a good answer, how they deal with that. But I, I'm glad that you did it, that video, and that's interesting. You know, with that, um, I want to point out one other video you've got. It's called The Deity of Jesus Christ. That's a great little one, and that's a very important one. Could I play one more video? And, and here's what I'm going to do, everybody. After I play this audio from another one of Brother Jordan's videos, this one's on Solomon. Was King Solomon black since I just mentioned Solomon? This is a great video. It's one of the first ones I watched. I want to ask you guys to call in because you can talk to Jordan Ortiz right now. So anybody that has any kind of question, Hebrews or like Christian, I would love to have you uh, answer, ask him some questions. So the phone lines are open. After I play this video, I'd love to let you guys talk to him. 917-889-2233. 917-889-2233. One more time. Call in, please. Ask Jordan Ortiz, the newest member of Shield Squad Apologetics crew here on the radio. Ask him some questions. 917-889-2233. With that, I'm going to play this Solomon video, and then we'll get into the questions from you, the people out there. Here you go. Hello everyone, and thank you for clicking on this video. I pray that you are doing well. The purpose of this video is to expose one of the lies that Satan has been perpetuating through a group known as the Black Hebrew Israelites. They make the claim that the Bible clearly states that the only people that the Lord came to save are those of Black, Latino, and Native American descent. And one of the scriptures they use to push that lie is Song of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 5. They use this scripture to say that King Solomon states he is a black man. Now, if that is true, I don't have a problem with it. But if it isn't true, then they are guilty of twisting the word of God to serve their own agenda. So let's investigate. In Song of Solomon chapter 1 and verse 5 it states, I am black, but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. The word black in the Hebrew language used here is shakor, and the word literally means dusky, jetty, and black. So far so good. And they are correct. The person here is referring to the color of their skin being dark. But, is this Solomon speaking? Now the reason they jump to this verse instead of reading it in context is because the previous verses prove without a shadow of a doubt that the person speaking here is a woman and not Solomon at all. Let us read from verse 1 through 5 to get the context and I believe it will become apparent that the person speaking here is not King Solomon at all. Song of Solomon chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the savor of thy good ointments, thy name is an ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. I am black, but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem, as the tents of Kedar, as the curtains of Solomon. Notice in verse 2 it states, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. And in verse 4 it states, The king hath brought me into his chambers. If the Hebrew Israelites are to maintain that King Solomon is speaking in verse 5, then they have to maintain that he is speaking in verses 1 through 4, thus placing the Hebrew Israelites in a difficult position. Either they maintain the lie that Solomon is speaking here, thus blaspheming the Lord by stating that King Solomon was a practicing homosexual, or humble themselves and realize that they misrepresented the word of God. I pray that if you ever run into this false doctrine that you are now better equipped to expose that lie. If there are any other doctrines or lies that you have been exposed to but were unsure how to answer, please leave your questions and comments below and perhaps it will be made into a video. 
And remember, to always study to show thyself approved unto God, rightly dividing the word of truth. God bless. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Oh, man, that was perfect. That was succinct. That's the type of thing I'm talking about, and that is a common thing they bring up. Again, check for those types of videos at Servant of Christ's Ministries. Jordan Ortiz, the newest member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Squad, that's his YouTube channel. He's got a ton of great stuff on there. Sister Cherry, have you heard that one before? Uh, yes, I did, and, and now you see what I mean, that he breaks it down where you just, I hate to say it like this, you just got to be completely silly not to understand what he's saying because he breaks it down to the lowest common denominator. You you have to get that. So, yeah, I mean, I got it when I first think it. So, no doubt, I yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a dope one, Jordan. So, um... <laughs> Glad you so what if a Hebrew is like, because I know you, you're you more of a teacher, and I think that's good because we kind of do polemics. You know, we're criticizing the doctrine, we're exposing it, we're bringing it out. We do a lot of that. We're talking about the victims. And I think you bring up um, another side to it, which is clear, plain teaching on key issues such as the deity of Christ and things like that, which are important, dietary laws, stuff like that. So it, it helps round out the thing. Now, what if a Hebrew is like said, yeah, yeah, but I, you got a new guy. I want to debate him. Uh, are you doing the debate discussion thing? You know, what's your feelings on those? I'm not saying you need to. I'm just curious about that because not everybody needs to debate. You know what I'm saying? I'm just curious about your stance. Right, yeah. I don't mind having a, a, a debate. I'm more of a discussion guy and, you know, being rational, <laughs> which is what debates right. are supposed to be, but a lot of them don't go in that direction. But I definitely don't mind having a, a, a loving debate in which I tell the truth in love. Right on, right on. Well, that's a good answer. Well, Sister Cherry, hopefully we're going to get some calls um, here. Uh, we do got a lot of people listening, but uh, I think mm-hmm. everybody don't necessarily want to call in. Our brother Soril's on hold, but I, I, he said he had something else he was got going on, and so I'm not mm-hmm. sure if he's able, able to talk. I'm going to bring him up in a second and see. And LaRon dropped out, and I don't know if he can get back in a safe spot. But before uh, if we get into any calls, Sister Cherry, anything else you want to say about the brother or ask him some questions? You can even ask something, uh, you know, that maybe we discussed earlier because we didn't get to fully talk about his testimony. We talked about that a little bit, although we know that's not his only emphasis or focus. But anything else you want to say, Sister Cherry? Well, no, I think he pretty much explained everything. Sorry about the background. Um, But I think he pretty much explained everything. Um, It it was a reason why um, God knitted him with our group and God allowed me to find Brother Joyce. Um, and I, I give all credit back to God, of course, for um, allowing me to find this precious brother. Um, and I, I just want to say, dear brother uh, Jordan, it will it's an honor to work with you. And I, I'm just ready to see what else, you know, that God has given you. I, I know it's a light about you, and I can say let it shine, let it shine, just let it shine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> He's self-explanatory, and I love, as you know, I love discussions as well. So um, him and I, you know, when we get to talking and stuff, we flow. I mean, it, it, it's like an even flow. Like with me and Sister Raquel, because, you know, you know, that's my sister. Shout out to her. Hey, Sister Raquel. Um, <laughs> when me and her get into discussion, it's like a constant flow. And so I feel that it's slightly different because Jordan, of course, is a man, but uh, it's a constant flow. 
you know, the it's like the Holy Spirit is just flowing back between both of us. And so I know when he connects with that audience, whether it be discussion or whether it be debate, they will understand. If you don't understand, it's because you don't want to understand. So um, that's my piece on that. Yeah. The yeah. only thing is... um. <laughs> I don't know if Jordan should be in Shield Squad after all. He might not fit in because he's too concise. He speaks with too much brevity. Because everybody else, you know, brother so real and G-Con, me, you know, we get all long-winded. But brother Jordan, he just says something and he's done. But that's good. We need that, right? Yes. Let me see yes. if brother so real is up in here. Hey, so real, I'm trying to ch- – we're, we're about to jump off here unless we get – Calls. We got a lot of listeners, but I don't want to bring him up. But if you do want to say something, hit one. But Brother Surreal, are you back with us or not? Looks like not. Yeah, he had something going on. Well, Jordan, check this out. Here's what I like doing on Shield Squad Radio. We say it can be open for, you know, uh, questions and calling. But if people don't, you know, people, we do have listeners. They're all up on here. But not everybody always wants to, you know, ask a question. So if they don't, I'm not really of the mind to extend things out and keep on going and going. I'm of the mind to say, hey, we had a good show. This is a great introduction. Let's call it a night. So with that, I'd first like like to hear from you one final time, you know, the message you want to give the Hebrews lights and what you, what you just kind of want to say that's on your heart as we close this out. Maybe you did not get to say it sometime during this discussion, brother. What would you like to say? Uh, one thing I actually wanted to bring out uh, pretty pretty quickly is the the fact on how the Lord kind of brought everybody here together. Um, I remember watching videos maybe seven eight months ago with the Shield Squad. I even seen um, your video when you were with Apologia Radio and you were kind of explaining to them on their talk show, on their radio show. And I was like, man, I said it would be pretty interesting. I said if the Lord kind of brought us brought me to them or brought us together so that way I can help in some way. And then, of course, uh, after I put out the testimony video, Cherry Love finds it. She contacts me, and she's telling me, yeah, I'm part of that crew, you know, in her excited voice. uh, She was like, yeah, I'm part of that crew. Yeah, there's going to be, you know. And so I was like, wow. I said, the Lord listened to my little prayer, you know, when I was uh, just just thinking, just kind of thinking about something, saying, man, that would be real good to – to work with them. And so anyway, one of one of the things I want to tell all the Hebrew Israelites out there is number one, I don't hate you. Number two, I will not ridicule you because I was one of you. So I wouldn't want anybody to ridicule me. But I will tell you the truth in love. I will present the gospel. I will, you know, expose a lie if you tell one. And, you know, I do it in pure love because I want you to basically run up to the wall that is Christ where you can't break through it anymore. His word is absolutely infinite and perfect in wisdom. And so I want you to dig deep. I want you, yeah, go look at my videos, and I want you to ask questions because my whole thing is I want to save your lives. I want the Lord to use me to save you. And so that's my whole mission is not to beat you in a conversation, not to say, ha-ha, I won at that apologetic, uh, but it is to say that, you know what, the Lord used me to save at least one soul. And if, I am a, if, if the Lord blesses me with the opportunity to just save one person, then all of my ministry, all of my pain, everything that I went through was absolutely worth it. So I love all of you guys, but I want you all to be saved out of the deception that Satan has put you in. Amen. That was good, Sister Cherry. 
Anything else? Because I think we can call this a Friday night wrap. Um, no, I, 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 I think he said it all. Um, I, as I say, I, I look forward to working with him on more hangout discussions as well. I, I don't do too much of the debate thing, even though it does discussions do turn into debate. Well, anyway, that tends to happen. But, <laughs> but anyway, I'm just, I'm so. Uh, privilege, uh, Brother Jordan, that you accepted the invitation to join the Shield Squad, and I, I am Brother. I, I, like I said before, I, I would call you Brother regardless, but it, this is just like an extra um. So, yeah, thank you so much, dear Brother, for accepting the invitation. That's all right, everybody, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> if it's all right with you, Brother Jordan, I'm actually going to play one more. Uh, you know, I'm just playing the audio from your videos, but again, in case you haven't caught it, it's Servant of Christ Ministries, Servant of Christ Ministries, that's where you go on YouTube. Check out Brother Jordan Ortiz's videos, and you'll be hearing more from him as he works with Shield Squad Radio and does his thing and vice versa. But uh, that's where you can find these. I'm going to play one more that I thought was good and relevant where you you discuss the Trinity using uh, one Bible verse, as, as it's called. It's called the Trinity in one verse. I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to close the show out with a song. We love to play some good Christian hip-hop. And uh, given, you know, uh, the way Jordan rolls, I think it'd be good to play this song by No Big Deal. It's called Love and Peace. So <laughs> we are going to play a couple more things I think you'll find enjoyable, so check those out. We will be broadcasting again next week. Shield Squad Radio comes at you every week. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, on Tuned In, as well as LinkedIn. And then uh, don't forget to go check out the book. It is now available, Barack Obama vs. Black Hebrews Lights. My book is now available on Amazon, Amazon Kindle. And then tonight, later on, with Chris Kadeb Williams, I'm going to be doing a show called Reformed Theology for Hebrew Israelites. It's going to be a very different type of show. It's going to be my own separate thing. It's not, you know, official Shield Squad status, just so everybody knows. But we're going to have fun. I do hope you call in. It's going to be on Google Hangouts. It's going to be on Google Hangouts. He's already set up the room. I'll put the link up on social media so you can see it. And that's going to start actually in about uh, one hour, actually. So, yeah. But uh, that's what's up, man. Anybody else? Final words? Anything, anything, anybody? We're good? Huh? Yeah? Sounds like we're good. Here's Jordan's Trinity video. I think this one's great as well. And then be sure to stick around for that song. And we hope to see you guys next week. Be blessed. Peace out. Shield Squad. Shalom. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for clicking on the video. In today's video, I just want to deal with one verse. And it's Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. Now, you may be thinking, why are you going to just refer to one verse in order to explain the Trinity as the topic of the video states? The reason being is because... I think it's actually a pretty concise statement, and it's actually very impactful. And here's why. In Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, the Great Commission has been given to the disciples. And it states that to go and baptize all nations in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, that's a pretty very concise and simple statement, but very impactful. And here's why. I want you to think about, in the Old Testament, anytime the letters L-O-R-E, D are all capitalized, it's referring to something known as the Tetragrammaton, which is the name for God. As a follower of Jesus Christ, I believe the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all God. But I do not believe that the Father is the Son, the Son is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Father. I believe they are three coexisting, co-eternal persons. Now, back to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19. When you read this, notice that it says, to baptize them in the name, singular, of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, plural, 
showing you that the three persons are referred to with the same name. When you read the name, it's basically stating to baptize that the Father can actually be called Yahweh, the Son can be called Yahweh, and the Holy Spirit can be called Yahweh. Very interesting, isn't it? Anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you guys. I was just sitting in my room and I was trying to think of something and I was actually communicating with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and this seemed to be impactful to them. So I thought that this would be very impactful to everyone to know that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune Godhead, is proven in one specific scripture and it's in the Great Commission. Anyway, if you have any questions or comments, please put them in the comments section below. Or if you have any questions you want to ask me directly, please feel free to email me at servantofchristministries at gmail.com. Until next time. Love and peace. All we want is love and peace. But I don't see no love and peace. All we need is love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace. All we want is love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. I can't feel no love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace. I just want some love and peace. All we need is love and peace. All we want is love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace. I don't see no love and peace. All we want is love and peace. All we need is love and peace. My brother's struggling, losing blood all up on the streets. My sisters say that they looking for love that's brotherly. Grandmama say if you had the faith of a mustard seed, then you can move mountains, but I just want some love and peace. I saw Tamir and I felt like I lost my brother there. Went to the church and I felt like none of my brothers cared. Looked in the mirror and said the change, it will start with me. We gotta speak if we ever gon' see some love and peace. Love is patient, love is kind, and love sees all this, love ain't blind. My love, I hope you love in time, and that your loved one's love is rhyme. You say you love us, that's all fine, but the conditions you require make your love not love at all. One love loves above them all, that's love that loves through death and life. Love that loves through darkest night, that loves you when you extra wrong, and then makes you look extra right. I'm trying to love you through your hate, throwing shade. Alright, cause all this light is extra bright Love and peace, love and peace All we need is love and peace All I want is love and peace But I can't see no love and peace The love and peace and love and peace All we need is love and peace All I want is love and peace I don't see no love and peace That love and peace and love and peace All we want is love and peace I can't feel no love and peace I can't see no love and peace That love and peace and love and peace All we want is love and peace I can't see no love and peace All we need is love and peace all we need is love and peace Baby, won't you come my way We need lady peace today People dying in the street Hatred, don't you come my way We just need some peace today New likes All we care about is new likes Instagram got us on the new nights We need to run when we see them blue lights now Two sides now Everybody wants you to choose sides now Get down or lie down It's black and it's white now They texting us right now Attacking us right now Activate all the activists right now They tell us to pipe down If it ain't about the race Well then what is it then? Cause all I'm hearing is division Like a dividend And yes I hear you That the rudest people live in sin And yes I know that there is difference With the witnesses But you not showing love Or empathy to fellow men And they all wonder What it is that makes us Christian then Love and peace 
Love and peace, all we need is love and peace. All I want is love and peace, but I can't see no love and peace. The love and peace and love and peace, all we need is love and peace. All I want is love and peace. I don't see no love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace, all we want is love and peace. I can't feel no love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. That love and peace and love and peace, all we want is love and peace. I can't see no love and peace. All we need is love and peace.